What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the What's Good With You podcast. I'm your boy, Chef Beans. What's good with you, Beans? If I know you, we have Nia Queen over here. Yo, to what's the left. good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Give her, her her flowers because she's always doing amazing things, which we're going to get into all of that. But we have a very special guest. Not just any guest. Boogie the Beast is what some people call him. I call him Jordan sometimes. Who would you like and how would you like for people to introduce you or call you? I mean, you left it open for, you know, options, but, uh, you Talk know what heavy. I'm saying? I'm Boogie the Beast, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and if we're on a client base or we're building up a relationship, my name is Jordan. Pleasure to meet you. We have a lot to talk about today, but before we get into all that good stuff, let's just tap in to see how everyone's feeling. Let's start with you, Nia. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling energized. Mm. What's feeling the source energy. of that energy? I think it. I think it has something to do with you, Beans. I think it has something to do with you. You know, you you just have this energy that you bring into the room, and it's like, how can I not? How can I not be happy with Chef Beans? Sheesh. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I thought yeah, it, I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling great. I thought it was because you got a new job. Oh, 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 that's oh a- yeah, I did get a new job. No, that that definitely has something to do with it. You're hiring. I, I mean, I'm not the person in charge of hiring. <laughs> Whenever you ask somebody if their job right. hiring, they always say, well, I mean, I, mean, I can see what's up, but. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got a new job. It's going to allow me to do a lot of great things. So I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah, I'm just feeling energized. I'm feeling great. That's awesome. Jordan, how are you feeling today? I'm sorry, Boogie the Beast. Boogie, you know what I'm saying? I mean, um, man. I just uh, I'm I'm in a good I'm in a good space today. I'm happy. I think I'm happy. I think mostly just because uh, you know the opportunity to come on and, and, and break bread, but you know chop it up and then have it be recorded. You get to look back on it. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm right. in a, I'm in a good space right now. Um, you know God's taking care of things that I'm not supposed to, and I'm just leaving it to Him. So you know I'm just you know getting ready getting ready for some things coming up. That's great to hear, bro. Um, I mean, I'm extremely happy to hear that. Here at What's Good With You Podcast is a mental health platform where we express different conversations and internal conversations that happen that people don't always share. So I'm happy that we're all boldly here and expressing how we feel personally. Beans, um, how you feeling? No, oh, I was just Yeah, getting, I was good. like, he was getting there. He was getting there. Oh, no, no, <laughs> personally, personally, how I feel, if I was to say one word, how I feel, I am blessed. I'm grateful I feel like when people say your name is in rooms that you haven't even entered yet, it's becoming more and more evident because now those doors are like, yo, we've been talking about you. Come holler at us. We It's just so many different things. And it's a reflection, like we were talking about earlier, of the hard work that a lot of people don't see. Mm-hmm. And um, I just work very hard. And I just need to be a little more vulnerable. Can I be vulnerable with y'all? Ease up, ease up. Open For up. some reason, Open I don't player. know why people say. I don't. Not even. I don't know why people say. I don't truly know why I sometimes get a little offended when people just say that was luck mm. or that just happened. You know. But Who I'm like, said that? people say things like that all the time. Like, not saying they can't say good luck, but oh, you lucky or different things like that. Some people say, oh, thank you. maybe I am lucky. Man, I don't know how that happened. No, it's like I feel like whenever this is something that we want to do. 
the challenge is in front of us and we have the option to either accept the challenge or not accept the challenge. It just so happens that whenever it comes to things, that, opportunities for me to grow, I accept the challenge. So I put in the work, even to, I talked about it on the gram the other day, the cadence to the way that I speak is a reflection of me studying other orators, like the way that they speak, their body language, different things like that, like years of work being put in. So for whatever reason, people think luck, like it just happened by chance. No, it's not by chance. To put in the work. So practice, how am I feeling? Repetition. I'm grateful that things are happening the way that they're supposed to. Um, so, Jordan, we're happy to have you up here. We're going to talk about a lot of different things today. And you didn't even tell the people what Jordan does and all that he does. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. Because he, he, he does it all. Oh, oh no. That's, I, just, no. I just sell Q-tips to pharmaceutical companies. No, no. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what we're about to get into. So I valet cars. Yes. Jordan, Boogie, we see you on the gram all over places helping people swim. We know you have a past being in the military, different things like that. Let's get into you, Jordan. Tell us all about you. Ooh, child. Um, well, again, um, my name is Jordan Hunter. Uh, I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona. So, yes, you have now met a black man from Arizona. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. From there, from the city. Still uh, licensed, licensed. Sti- still, still licensed, licensed, plate secured, respectfully. Um, you know, and um, I joined the military and um, went into special forces as a search and rescue swimmer. Did you uh, join the military right out of high school? No. So, I, I did a year and a half of college, okay. uh, community college, and um, I didn't like it. I was like, man, school's not for me. I just want to get paid to swim. Um, I'm, I have a swimming background um, all the way from 14 months, 15 months old from when my parents said they got me in the water and I started swimming competitive from four years old oh, wow. all the way wow. through high school. Okay. Um, did the HBCU tour. thought I was going to go to HBCU. Um, you know, I'm not going to name the ones, but I'm always about uh, supporting HBCUs when I can. Um, but unfortunately, in 20, 2009 and 2010, there was four active HBCUs with swimming teams out of the 96 that were – active um, oh wow all on the east coast um so unfortunately at the time nobody was going to pay for me to go cross-country full-ride scholarship unless i was breaking records so that's what made me go to community college um stay home didn't want to take out loans didn't like it left went to the military got paid to swim used to do search and rescue swimming um where i flew in helicopters um and yeah we did you know humanitarian aid first aid logistics support um you know, narcotics, you know, whatever people do on Call of Duty, basically. Oh, wow. So you yeah, got to jump so out of the helicopter. Doing that in real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And jump down in the water and dive? Yeah, yeah. So we used to, yeah, so we used to, we used to get Ooh. dropped in the water if it was like a jet that popped off. Um, you know, if a, if a boat, you know, like narcotics takedown and things like that, we work with Coast Guard. Um, back when President Biden was Vice President Biden, I was a part of one of his, uh, convoy escorts okay you know what i'm saying things like that so i mean i've done i've done a lot I've, I've been thankful to see the world and not have to pay for it you know what i'm saying in mm. places that i didn't think i ever wanted to go and it opened up my mind to be open to do things that i never thought i wanted to right all because of what i love to do and that was swimming that's awesome and you be modeling too right I, you know what i'm saying i try you know what i'm saying i try you know what i'm saying model act little bro we go we try we, we gonna it's get like into he, all of that what he like, what can he not do? It's just like, come on now. He Get Rihanna did. to message me back. But it's all good. You know what I'm saying? We rebranding right now. Rihanna, if you are watching this because you are, um, it's no longer about loving you. I'm going to teach your young boy how to swim one day. I hope you understand that. <laughs> That's an affirmation. That's manifestation. Right. That's uh, made the powers that be work the way that Listen, they work. I'm right. you, good measures press down. Keep paying your tithes. But anyways, but yeah. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, bro, uh, so what we going to get into, like I was saying earlier, it's a mental health podcast. You know, we like to have those conversations that people don't always have openly or on different platforms. So we know you have a past in the military, different things like that. And one article that I read recently talked about how about 83% of people from the year of 2001 after 9-11 till now have suffered from PTSD after leaving the military or during the military. What's your experience with PTSD? And do you have certain like former like military like peers who suffer from it? Yeah, man. Um, again, I, I appreciate, you know, the, the narrative opening up on more and more platforms. I'm um, talking about it. Um, one thing I also want to say that a lot of people do get diagnosed in the military with PTSD, but a lot of people coming into the military already had PTSD. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Especially from neighborhoods and communities and, right. and, and, you know, the inner city, you know what I'm saying? If you grew up hearing, you know, fireworks go off or guns go off all the time and then you go to the military, it, you know, it's, it's just now, multiplied it's just a multiple it's like a multiplied effect because now it's like oh yeah like they're shooting or like you know you knew what to do like sit on the floor or whatever it may be or like oh yeah don't go to this park after nighttime now it's hey we're gonna send you to another country people might be shooting at you or there's a bomb you know what i'm saying so it's there's all there are incidences where and it's not all gun related but um incidences where you come into the military with ptsd um for myself um i would say that I had a very, I had a very good um, upbringing in the, in the sense of I wasn't around a lot of gang violence or gang activity until high school, um, and then we had a lot of blacks versus Mexican riots and stuff like that. Unfortunately, um, in the inner city of Phoenix. But when I got to the military, uh, my PTSD actually started up because um, I am diagnosed, um, but it started up because um, I had somebody uh, die in my hands, and uh, mm. first time I ever had to do CPR. Um, and I mean, I just, you know, just met, d barely remember the lady's name was at a 4th of July event. Um, you know, and, um, yeah, she just passed out and everybody kind of just looking around and, you know, I'm going to school for this at the time, like literally in school as a student to become a search and rescue swimmer, just finished first aid medical, probably like two weeks prior here I am giving CPR. You know, and so before you even got into the military, this happened. Uh, so uh, I got in the military 2012 and then this happened the summer of 13. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, so I was in, but I was in school in the military. So it was God's crazy. Like I left school because I was tired of it. And then my first two years of military were all about learning and yeah. being back in the schoolhouse. Right. So, yeah. yeah so that happened to me. Um, and I mean, it just haunted me for a long time because I was just like, man, like, the what like what else could I have done? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, I thought everything was on me, like because I was I was the only person that knew CPR in this room of fifteen or so black people, you know what I'm saying? Like black family. Paramedics came, they took her, um, and then they you know, they they told us that she had passed away, you know, even prior to, you know, them getting there and taking her to the hospital. So that was just twenty thirteen and then um I got out twenty eighteen and I wanna say with it man, crazy enough actually um, long live Nipsey. But the day that Nipsey had got shot that morning, I had another incident where one of my coworkers, um, while I was working in a pool atmosphere, uh, had a seizure and fell to the bottom of the pool oh and we went gosh. and grabbed her and pulled her out. And then we started doing CPR. Same thing in my mind was, I don't, I don't know if she's going to make it or not. Oh my God. I was a part of this. Like, you know, and it's, I hate to say it like this, but like, am I going over two or am I going to go one for two? You know, and they sent us home. And I remember uh, I called one of our mutual friends, Dr. Ellis, 
talk to her on the phone because I couldn't drive. I was I was in shock. Mm. Went home, took a nap, woke up, found out she was alive, found out Nipsey had got shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like the survivor's remorse where it's just like, mm. what am like, like why me? You know what I'm saying? Like a lot, a lot of instances where I'm like, man, like I used to do some wild stuff for my job, flying and being in in certain atmospheres and doing certain things. And I'm just like, why me? I'm getting survivor's remorse off PTSD. Like, why, like, why me? Like, why, why has nobody ever had to do this to me? Why am I the one that has to be here? Like just being hyper vigilant. Like if somebody drops their groceries, like I have to go run to help them. Like why? Um, so yeah, so that's, that's like the background of, of where my, my mind is and it's still growing. I'm saying, but that's where I'm at right now with it. Um, going to therapy actively, um, and just trying to get to the bottom of the root of it. Because, mm. again, the military was just the amplifier, but the root has always been there. Right. So so you were in the military for six years, right? Mm-hmm. So did you, did you get out of the military because of what you were going through, or do you feel like it was just your time was up and you needed to move on? Yeah, that's a good question. Um it was it was sort of a mix. Um, twenty seventeen, we went. On, I went on deployment in twenty sixteen. Again, like I was saying, saw half the world. Um, came back twenty seventeen. I knew it was getting ready to be time for me to either reenlist and do another four years, or it was time for me to get out. And so I started praying and praying and praying to God, like God, what am I supposed to do, man? Like I just want to, I just want to get to L.A. and I just want to act. Like I'm tired of flying. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I was going through it, mm. and um, I'll never, I'll never forget. I don't know the month or the day when it was, but he was like, "If you trust me, you'll get out." And I heard it loud, said, loud and clear. If you trust me, you'll get out. Um, and at that time, you know, again, like we were getting ready to go back on deployment. And so I was like, man, I ain't going on another deployment. And this time, instead of, we were in Southeast Asia for my first deployment, this deployment, we were getting ready to go to the Middle East. And I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not there. Um, and especially in 2018, um, we will say the, uh, the cabinet was a little different mm-hmm. in the white house. Um, and I just didn't want to raise my hand to, um, commit an oath to somebody who I didn't support. Mm. Um, so that was my reasoning. Um, and, um, so again, getting ready to get out, 2018 January I get out in September of 2018 February or March of 2018 um one of my friends who is from Arizona with me in my squadron with me another rescue swimmer with me commits suicide um because of some at home stuff um and again it just it just threw me for a whirlwind and I was like I I have to I have to get out like I I have to get out now I don't I don't want to be around guns like that anymore like I don't want to be around this stress level. Um, and I just, I just totally committed. I, I just blacked, I blanked out from military and I was just focusing on like getting me out and like moving myself to things that I wanted to do while I still had time to do it. Mm. Yeah. I see a lot of like veterans, like that struggle with mental health. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering like when you got help, like after the fact, do you feel like, the military helped you with that or you had to just do it all on your own? Because I see a lot of like homeless vets and, you know, they have the VA that's supposed to help you guys and different things like that. But I just feel like sometimes you guys aren't getting the services that you need. A lot of times. Yeah. A lot of yeah. times that's at least like communicated because I, I feel the same way as mm-hmm. far as like having conversation, you know, especially working in Skid Row with deep, different people who said I'm a military vet, different things like that. But I feel like on one end, I don't know. Like, how do you feel before I say what I'm about to say? Yeah. So 
to go off of what you were saying, I I feel like the resources are there, but sometimes there's so many vets that it's like there's only so many institutions in mm. LA that will even help at the time. Like if you're so the a blessing of military, right, is you do get access to the VA for the rest of your life. As long as you were honorably discharged, which I was. <laughs> Thank God. Um so yes, I do have that institution. But if I go in right now and was like, dang man, like my head hurts, you know, they're going to, you know, they'll, they'll admit me or whatever like that. But if I'm like, yo, like something from my military background, like my elbow or something like that, you know, I need an x-ray. It might take six to eight weeks to be seen. So like, you know, to get a, to get a therapy session started, you have to get an appointment to get a consultation, which might take two to three weeks from there. Then they're going to be like, okay, these are the two or three uh, tracks or paths that we think you should take with, with a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a shrink or whatever it may be to get to them, then to get on their schedule, you might be another six weeks out. So, I mean, it's just like, yeah. how, how much can you handle and sustain prior? Right. Um, and then to answer your question and going off of that, I think that one thing that I, I can only speak for myself about is I'm thankful that I don't have any, I didn't have any addictions. Right. Or cope like super coping mechanisms where when I was stressed and all that stuff, I didn't go drink or or you know gamble or fight or or you know admit to violence and things like that. So I'm thankful that um you know I'm I'm personally I'm level headed enough to like maintain my cognitive or like mental. Um, I feel like a lot of veterans that get out there, unfortunately, it's it's a uh, it's a coping mechanism that just grows and grows until you can't support it anymore. Right, right. You know, and then. They go out to the street. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've met homeless. I've met veterans that said that they make more money being homeless than right. to pay rent. And wow. that just becomes their mindset because, you know, you've been sleeping in a tent for 10 years over on deployment or going and doing exercises. Now I'm getting out like I'm just going to go sleep on the I can go sleep on the streets. You know, mm. like that's that's the mindset of it a lot. So if that answered. No, no, it answers it perfectly because I'm I've read some books, seen some documentaries and just trying to. I know it's completely different seeing than actually being in it. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, the PTSD, you, you hit it on the nose when you said the PTSD that existed before the military. Because a lot of us, especially thinking about growing up in like inner cities, those sounds and things that we hear that we react to or that we don't react to. Yeah. Or that our reaction is this is the norm. Going to a place where it is the 4th of July every day only amplifies that. And it plays out when you're trying to come back and operate in this society now is a norm to where you, yeah. you scrambled eggs up top. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, again, like we want to say thank you for your services yes. for the country and everything like that. Like let's, let's yeah. not, let's not shy away from that and just know that, just know that there's always a lot of different things going on, but there's resources out there for people who are just randomly floating, whether that's through Google. And I'm sure there's hotlines for people to tap into. Hopefully yeah. there's a way to just nurture that aspect of, the country that a lot of people don't always talk about. Yeah, yeah. it, it kind of reminds me of the movie Antoine Fisher. Right. Because Huge. he was, you know, he, he had been molested. He was in foster care and he had a lot of PTSD coming in to the Navy and he just used to fight. He mm-hmm. just used to fight all the time and he didn't know what it was. But, you know, Denzel Washington was his uh, therapist and helped shout him. Out you shout, know. Out to, <laughs> shout out to the Navy. You know but, man? yeah, like as you're talking, like I'm thinking about the movie and making yeah. those connections like, dang, that them is really real, yeah. you know, but. I mean, think about it, right? Like if, if we were all outside in this parking lot and chopping it up and then we see my man just take off running. 
We're not asking questions. We're running. Right. That's, that's your mind conditioned to just go and don't ask questions. Like, that's that's a thing. Like, if we hear a trunk slam or a door slam or, or you know, a, a glass crack in a restaurant, our necks snap. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all fight. At least I do. Like, we all fight for our backs to be to a wall so we can see the door in a restaurant. Yeah. Like, these are just, these are all forms of not just... Oh, I got PTSD, but these are all forms of a recipe that could give you hypervigilante, that can give you um, anxiety, that can give you stress, that can, you know, jack up your heart rates, lower your heart rates and things like this. So, I mean, there's there's so many different ways to to look into that and see it. Um, And a lot of war movies um, do pay uh, tribute to it, um, you know, and and raise the awareness of it, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's not just like, oh, that's really good for the movie, but it's like, no, like there's really people dealing. These are things that's happening on the daily. Yeah. Like seriously. Right. I wanted to ask, do they give you guys any like mental health support while you're in the military? Like, do they check on you? Like to see what's going on? Like, what is that like? (sighs) I would say are the resources there? Yes. Um, but at the time, if you went, did you get looked at like you were weak? Yes. Mm, um, my wow. job, yeah, my job at the time, um, again, uh, it was it's it's considered one of the special forces, not the Navy SEALs, which is like the the cream de la cream, and then you have like um, the SWIC, which is another special, um, but ours is one of the six, and so you know we have the, the the secret clearance. We we went through two years of training where you know we're we're learning everything from being a prisoner of war to you know how to how to well I, you know I ain't gonna I ain't gonna give away yeah, like, yeah, I, you know, I don't but, think you can tell us everything I don't want you to we don't want to get the episode Ooh, taken down because right, yeah, uh, we, we just gotta hit the <laughs> right but but you know what I'm saying like the first two years of just schooling is just like everything is like you've done so much and like the nutrition rate is like 78% of my rate like 78% of people that go to boot camp are not gonna make it to the to the fleet you know what I'm saying? Then wow. you just become what's called needs of the Navy. So you become a janitor. You become like you're, you're scraping the side of a ship like if you fail out. So like when I made it, I was like, I'm doing whatever it takes to stay here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was like, oh, if you're sick, like I, I worked with 34 other men at any given time. I was the only black man also in my rate at my job. So like um, it, it's it, there was so much pressure already to just right, be to there. Succeed. Yeah, you know what I'm, right. I'm a black swimmer. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so you go into some, you go into something like that. They they definitely gonna probably look at yeah, you like you weak. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like you know something the wrong only with black him. Dude, yeah. yeah. And especially you know like again like it, it's no sensitivity. Like the First Amendment flies in the military. Like I got called everything except you know Christian. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like every everything. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like I I got the the stereotypical questions like, you know, how how does how does how does your hair react when it gets wet? You know, I'm talking questions. You know what I'm saying? So if it was like, Oh, I need to go to the sick call, it's like why? Little you know what I'm saying? Like mm, you know, like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. you wanna back Dang, out? You know? I didn't even so, think about that. Yeah. Dang, yeah, but towards the end, up. it was just like, nah, man, I gotta, I gotta start dealing about me. Like, right. oh, you're, you're hurting him. Be like, you damn right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't flying today. What's up? Right, exactly. What you gonna do? So you, so you get out of the military in 2018. Yeah, but you still have this passion for swimming. Mm-hmm. And so, how did, how does that translate? What did you turn that into? Man, so I try to go live at the bottom of the sea with uh, Ariel and uh, my people. SpongeBob No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so 2018, I got out. Um, again, God was like, if you trust me, you'll get out. And I said, all right, bet. 
um, at the time, my passion was I knew I wanted to work in the film industry. I wanted to act. That's what I love to do. I've always been a character. I love talking. So I appreciate this right here. Um, you know, like I just love it. Like there's something about being a piece of art. Um, but during that, I knew, understood that coming to L.A. was about sustainability. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, like you, you think actors are just going to act and just be working full time. I was like, no. And God was like, all right. I was like, well, I didn't finish school. Like, you know, I can't just do people's taxes. Like, I don't know. So guy was like, yo, go back around the water. So that's what I was talking about earlier when I um, I was working at a, a water institution. I, I was a swim instructor. Um, that was my first introduction as a swim instructor at a business, uh, 2018 and 2019. Um, and within my first year of moving out here, I had booked a national television show that flew me. <laughs> I got flewed out. You know what I'm saying? Okay. First year. Talk heavy. First Talk year. heavy. Oh. Talk heavy. Um, I got flown out to Florida to film a, a thing that I had, um, excuse me, from my background in the military talking about the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Crazy enough, not crazy enough, but just God's work. I got out September 17, 2018. Um, we filmed that summer of 19. They say, hey, producers, everybody loves it. Thumbs up. It premiered September 17, 2019. Nice. A year from the day I got out. Wow. I said, my bad, God. My bad. So I knew Do that, what you do. I knew right. that my passion was there. And now I was like, okay. I didn't know and start to realize my purpose. And that's mm-hmm. what you were asking me um, is swimming. Um, 2020 comes. I'm still at the pool. Um, I'm lifeguarding now. I'm teaching people to swim. But I was like, man, I want to do more. Like, I want I want to be in, like, the neighborhoods. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to go where people don't have access and don't right. have the money. So I started my own business. Um, and right before I started my own business, the cooties hit. You know what I'm saying? Of March 2020. Um, And so I was like, dang. Well, I guess I'm not acting. But crazy again, God's work. I had parents calling me like, hey, we're safe. If you're safe, can you come teach our kids to swim since we're all at home? And I mean, I went from three clients of, I would say, like May or June of 2020. Went from like three clients probably to 35 or 40 clients. Wow. In COVID. um, And never caught it. You know what I'm saying? During that time. Uh, so I was like, dang, this is, this is it. Like, this is my purpose. This is it. Like, this is it. And so I continued to grow in there and everything around film is, is, is the, it's the blessing, right? It's the blessing of me being a blessing, Mm -hmm. like swimming and aquatics, aquatic education is my platform. Like that's where I stand. And every time I do something in film or, you know what I'm saying, I get casted to do a play. You know what I'm talking Wait, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. A sold out play. A sold out play. sold out play. sold out play. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Anytime I get to do something like that, I just feel like it was a flashlight and then the light just gets bigger. Mm. Like everything that I get to do where they're like, oh, man, what do you do? Like it's just my flashlight. Like I'm, I've been standing on aquatics. Like this is this is where I'm at. Like I tell people I'm – I'm 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 coming for Aquaman. Like I am Aquaman. Like I'm gonna teach the world. I'm gonna teach us how to swim again. One one family at a time, one kid at a time. It's too much. We're, we make over sixty four percent of the United States as African Americans that don't know how to swim. It's not a stereotype. It's a, it's an actual. It's statistic. a fact. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, I can't see sixty four percent become ten percent maybe in my lifetime, but sixty four percent could come become you know sixty percent, fifty eight percent, fifty five percent. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, so I started up my own business 2019, 2020-ish, um, teaching people to swim. And I've grown that from the pools to open water. Mm. 
have a I have a personal question because okay. I I cannot swim, mm. and I'm just <laughs> no, I'm not why laughing. are you laughing? I'm not laughing at you. But when you said that, I just heard uh, like the 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 choir of black people say, "You know, black people oh. don't swim." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So take your time. That's a, I'm trying to figure out. Well, where where do you think that fear comes from or stems from? That fear of the water because. I know, like, my mom was always, like, scared to get in the water. So, like, when when I was growing up, I was just like, okay, I, I, can't, I can't get in the water. I can't get my hair wet. So, even when I tried to – I took swim lessons, like, two years ago. Like, I tried mm-hmm. to learn as an adult. I still felt like – I still don't feel comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still get tense, like, if I'm in the water too deep or something like that. So, where do you think that comes from? And I'm going to go after you because I have an idea. I have I – have. <laughs> Can I, can I talk my talk? Can you, can you give me some recipe real quick? Can I talk my talk? There you go. Okay. So, to keep it long story short, um, when I'm teaching kids or I'm teaching adults, it's therapy. You're coming into it again with a pre-notion of like, I can't do something. I can't do something. Almost like on a car, there's a governor. All we have to do is get you in the water and I'm not teaching you anything new. Your body knows all of the muscle dynamic movements in the water as we do when we walk on land. Example, you walk like this, right? The only difference is when you get in the water, I'm turning you this way on a different axis, and now you're walking. And now you're kicking, which means you're moving. Mm-hmm. We just got to get the mind to understand that it's, it's safe and okay. Um, so when you were saying it about your mom, right, that's generational. If mom says you can't do something, that's in your mind now because you didn't just hear it once. You heard it for almost half of a life. And, you know, as a black woman, hair is a very important thing for us. And skin is a very important thing for us. And, you know, as a black man, if you come to school ashy, you're getting cooked, roasted. So this all becomes different pieces and things in our minds that say we can't do something that builds up. And all I'm doing now is when I'm getting mainly adults in the water because kids, they don't know. They don't know yet. Right. Because their imagination is still full. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they they don't have a roof or a ceiling. Like they just have, they know their boundary rooms, but they don't know how high they can go. Mm -hmm. For adults, we know our ceiling. Like like you said, like if I can't see the bottom, oh, I'm definitely not getting in there because I don't know what's in there. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times it's just generational. It's generational trauma. It's generational fears. um, And it's, you know, I'm not going to ask your age, but, you know, you have 20 plus years where I'm 26. You, 26? Okay, so, yeah, so you have 26. We're going to say 25 and a half right now because we can still make it happen in this year. But, like, yeah. <laughs> 25, 25 years of you saying no. Mm-hmm. And here I am trying to break it, you know what I'm saying, in, in three months, in, in four months. And I've had successes on first day. You know, sometimes I've, I've been with kids that it takes three years mm. because your nervous system is a fight or flight. So the only time you lay down, is to go to sleep or to lay in a bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I get you in the water and now there's nothing holding you up, your body thinks you're falling, which then makes the fight or flight, it makes you tense up. Yeah. So all we're doing is, again, we're doing the therapy of we're relaxing the body, we're allowing you to become safe, we're allowing you to become secure, and we're just reprogramming the mind to take that governor out and reprogram it to say, I can do something like this. So, yeah, so I I treat everything like water therapy because access gives you or access, excuse me, exposure gives you access Mm. um, and opportunities allow you to grow from something. Right. So 
No, I mean, you basically said everything that I was going to say. That was my TED Talk. No, definitely. Because if you think about it, people see water and automatically get afraid. Or they repeat the things that they've been taught when they were younger. Black people don't swim. We don't do those different things. And they don't even go near the water. Mm. Most of the pictures we see at parties at... A lot of these all black parties, everybody in there. Nobody's in the water. Nobody's in the water. Pool party for aesthetics. Right. Pool party for the pictures. Goodness Mm -hmm. gracious. So what you're doing is very phenomenal, bro. I just want to give you your flowers because, again, it's generational fears and generational things that connect to other aspects of the life. If you're repeating something that you've only been taught when you were younger, we don't go in the water because of this, 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 and that. That's also going to play out to the other things that were poured into you. We don't do these different things because, you know what that is? Cook. Barriers, barriers, barriers. What are we talking about? Bodies, 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 her, her, him, him. (laughs) That's what it is. More (laughs) barriers, barriers, barriers. On top of that, and you're gonna you're gonna stay in that box that was taught to you. But what you're doing, you're helping people take the cap off of their imagination Mm. and knowing that the sky isn't the limit. You could honestly go as high as you wanna go and thrive into whatever it is you're trying to be. It's a blessing, man. Water water has been I mean, I, I tell people, like, I'm a high school swim coach this year. This is my first year of, of teaching high school level. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had kids place, you know what I'm saying, and take the league, like, our league championships and things like that. And I tell them, like, like swimming might not take you to college, but it's going to open your doors. Like, mm. you get to go on vacation and, and not be scared to go jump in the ocean. And I get it. Like, ocean's a whole other beast. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you can, you can even just think of, like, oh, I'm going to go on a cruise ship. My mom won't let me teach her how to swim. My mom's like, no, nah, I'll never learn how to swim. I'm okay with that. But my mom loves cruise ships. But every time she gets on one, she thinks the Titanic going to happen and she's going to drown. Mm. The Titanic in itself is a you know trauma. It's crazy, bro. The Titanic trauma. is crazy. Every time, every time I get on a cruise, every time I've been on a Flex. cruise, I've kind of been like... Flex. Been on a couple cruises, you know what I'm saying? If he dies, he dies, right? <laughs> that's, that's just the mental. But, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just so crazy that when you release that, like... I can go wakeboarding. I can go scuba diving. I'm going to go snorkeling. I'm going to go parasailing. Surfing. I'm going to go surfing. I'm going to go to the beach. People don't, we don't even go to the beach because why go to the beach if I'm not going to get in the water? Yeah. I don't want to go burn up. I don't want to get ashy. I don't want my feet in the sand. I'm going to keep my socks on. It's a whole other story for a whole other day. I think that's No, but I hate thing. that because like I go on a lot of vacations and like I can't Flex. get in the water. No, 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 I no. can't. I can't get in the water. I choose not to get in the water. She can't get in the water. No, no. no. You're, you're, you're deciding not I'm to get in the water. I'm deciding not to get in the water because of my fear mm-hmm. and not being able to swim. Mm-hmm. So I want to break away from that so I can actually really enjoy when I go to Jamaica or when I go to Cancun, I could get in the water okay. and jump in the ocean. Where else are we would going? You, would, you, <laughs> would you believe me if I told you your fear to the water is also connected to other fears that pop out in areas of your life? Come on. Yeah. And I know you you being a therapist and different things like that is one of those where, like, the therapist also needs therapy. I think this, for like sure. you said, like, water therapy, all things are connected. Not saying some people no, it's it okay is. for you not to, if you if you don't enjoy the water, okay, cool. But just under, getting to the root of it is important as well so that you can, yeah. even if you coexisting with the fear, just know where it comes from as opposed to why you're responding to ways the way right. that you are. Like, in water, there's some people who I know, I was so how I swim because I was pushed in the pool. I don't condone that, but that's a lot of people's yeah. experience. Yep. Or a lot, even if they didn't learn how to swim, the reason why they won't go in the water, because they were pushed in the water when they were freaking four years old or five years old. And again, yeah. guess what that is? PTSD. Yes. Mm. PTSD. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a point of PTSD. If you get pushed in the water, you're not going to go near a pool. Right. If, if you're a mother or a father and 
you got pushed in the water. You don't want your kid to go around water because guess what? Well, I can't swim, so who's going to save him? Right. right. I hear that 90% of the time and, with and my And they're clients. attaching it to, to drowning. They see water, they automatically think of drowning. Mm-hmm. They automatically think of death. Yep. And think about that. Some I, I haven't met a lot of people, but I know some people that won't buy a home that has a pool. Which is more space and more, you know what I'm saying, like acreage and land. But they'll be like, no, we don't need a pool because we're not going to get in it. So then they go confinement. They go back to small. Wow. No, that's all. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, because I'm pretty sure we're going to get into the acting. A lot of these other questions, fun questions that they have. But I guess when just thinking about water, I, I read it recently or maybe I saw it on TV we need water for so many different things, whether that's Duh. washing, drinking water, boiling some oodles and noodles. I don't know if everybody eats those. Precipitation, bro, saying. rain, mm-hmm. like Mother everything. Nature. Water is such an important, like... 70%. But so many people are fearful of something that covers up so much parts, piece, percentage of the earth. Mm-hmm. Right. And think about that metaphorically. How, what parts of yourself are you afraid of? You can't be afraid to Cook dive in. You can't be, bro, bro, bro. Oh, what you think is up? The bars is coming. Bro, 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 the, bro, bar, the bars is here. Just how you're fearful of 70% of the earth, there's parts of yourself that you're fearful of. But yeah. you got to face them. You can't be afraid to dive in. It, it's that governor. It's it's a governor. Yeah, like you said, you can't be afraid to dive in. Like I, I, like I said, I've had people who I taught how to swim. And then two weeks, two weeks later, two months later, they're like, yo, I booked my first trip to an island. Mm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I have a passport and like, yeah, I've gone to Mexico, but like, I, I don't really go to the beach and all that stuff. But like, I went to an island or like I went on a boat just because they even have the safety mindset of at least I can get myself back to the boat now or I can swim. Like, right. it's 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 man. I, I think the the reward in me teaching people to swim is I always say it, like I would love for my kids or my parents and all my Families. I don't like to call them clients because um, I build relationships and not transactions. Mm. Um, so I, I had to learn that because if I treat people like clients, then I know there's an expiration date. If I treat people like family, then I know that, you know, we don't all have to talk every day. But when they go on trips, they send me pictures of their kids swimming. Right. You know Aww. what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, like that hits me the hardest. And I'm like, man, my little Jesus swimming on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when they look like me. Whew. That's dope. The yeah. you. Well, that's a great note to end on that with the swimming but there's a lot of stuff that you do that i want mm-hmm. to talk about swimming to other aspects of i sell q-tips to pharmaceutical companies because you know i saw this play called transparency i've heard of it and that. one of the first faces that i saw was this young man talking about patterns mm. and i said that's tough mm. was this on hbo max uh there is in the process okay. of it yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and okay. i was just like Man, is this his true story or is this an actor? Because I, I was confused. I thought mm. that that was you. That's you know, tough. that was my introduction to you. Uh, <laughs> so that's let's, a great introduction. So so let's 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 get into that because yeah. outside of like swimming, we talk about passion versus purpose, different things like that. But you do a lot of different things, whether it's service or like your ability to get on platforms and express yourself however you want to express yourself. Like, what do you think? Planted that seed for you wanting to be an actor, a thespian, a performer, this thing that that drives you. One of the things that drive you. Mm. Um, I think when I was younger, I would watch Will Smith and I would be like, this is the greatest human at the time walking the earth. Not an idol, but like I saw him do voiceover. I saw him do comedy. I saw him rap. 
I saw him do action films. I saw right. him do sci-fi. I saw him do, do things sacrificially in films for his son. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, just movies where I'm like, oh, this is crazy work. Like, right. he's just crazy. He's just undeniable. As I grew up, I started to learn that it wasn't just him. It was, I just love to be a part of people's artwork. Right. Like, somebody was like, that's our guy. Mm. Like, that's him. Like, when I walk into an audition and they're like, that's who we want for this commercial. Or that's who we want playing the mailman. Or that's who we want playing the paramedic. And for me to hear my name get called, right. whether it's one line, whether it's no lines, whether it's the principal role. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm forever in their artwork. Like, I am a part of their artwork. And I was like, that's that's the coldest thing to me about the the industry that we work that I, that we work in. You know what I'm saying? Um even just being a, a guest on the podcast, like that's who we want for this episode. Like we're going to spend time, intentional time, and we're going to interview him and, and we're going to learn something. We're all going to do something together. We're all going to share these laughs. Like that is like, that's the best part about this industry to me is when you hear your name get called, um, to be a part of something and it's bigger than me. Like mm. my name might be forgotten and people, you know, I'm waiting for my villain story. You know what I'm saying? I always say that like, I'm waiting to be on some film where I'm a bad person and they're not going to remember Jordan Hunter. Right. They're literally going to be like, Oh my God, we hated you. And so-and-so you yeah. was a villain for the audition. For yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what I was, I'm glad we didn't do that. One. <laughs> I was a villain for a second. <laughs> ah, whoo, we wouldn't have made it out of that play alive. But yeah, <laughs> Um, Wait, yeah. I'm sorry. How did y'all meet each other? Oh, man. You want this one or you want to just we, ping pack uh, before? Yeah, let's ping pack. Uh, one, okay. Was it at Nita's workout? I think mainly during the pandemic at those hill workouts. So I think that's when it probably went up because yeah. we're working out. What was that? Uh, Windsor Hills? Windsor Hills in, in uh, what? Ladera Heights, basically. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you would come out there all the time and like just continue to listen to him and, and we would talk to each other and continue to listen to him and talk to each other. But even before that, it was back when, uh, comfort used to host the, uh, the not therapy night, but town hall nights. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I would go, I would go with, with Dr. Ellis. Yes. And I would pull up and just hear everybody kind of talk. And he was always talking. I was like, man, this guy really is like, really like commanding a room, but also just, just really dropping bars. And then I remember talking to him and he's like, I'm a public speaker. And so I started, not emulating, but I started listening to him because I was like, yo, like I can learn something like he, you know, he'll hit a time limit. He'll hit a time. Like I got one minute to talk. I'm finishing in 58 seconds. Like mm. that's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, you know, and just from there. Yeah. And working out 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 in the run club. Kept building. I yeah. mean, it definitely kept building from that. But I think like a track, like, because I think what took it up a level, I always ask different people, hey, yo, if you can help out, volunteer, different things like that. And Jordan has always been supportive, but part of the Be Intentional, Intentional Consumption brand, each order provides a meal for someone experiencing homelessness. So I had asked people, hey, can anybody volunteer? I'm handing out meals down the skid row, blah, blah, blah. And Jordan pulled up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like things like that speak volumes to me. Yeah. Of course, anybody can come to different things. Oh, that's nobody coming to that party. But I was like, yo, I'm volunteering in a place that people don't seem as, you know, like uh, attracted to. attractive or mm -hmm. different things like that. Can you pull up, help me hand these out? And that's also a, a space of vulnerability. Like how people are fearful of water, people are fearful of what the country or the news deem is like undesirable. Mm -hmm. But to be out there and be like, okay, these are people just like us. We handing out meals. We're also giving out value. That's when I was like, you know what? I like this guy. <laughs> He's a good guy. I and like then him. you went to star in his 
First yeah. place, yes. transparency, so, and the guilty. second edition yeah, of it. Second, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, this, the All Star so, Weekend sold out four for four, babe. No, no Wendy's four for four, right? What are we talking about? So even even that was even that was a blessing, like that casting process, because I believe in supporting a friend, like us supporting each other. I'm not saying right. I'm just going to give you something. You definitely right. going to earn it, but you earned that, and I'm grateful that your family was able to come out to see the passion that. You wanted to, because here's the thing: a lot of people don't notice as transplants when we leave our hometowns, whatever, to tell our family where we're going to do or what we think we're going to do. Talk to them. It doesn't always go that way. Number mm. one, Talk and to number them. two, it's hard explaining it to people who don't know what you're talking about because they've never. That's some movie stuff, right? Like, think about it. I'm leaving my hometown to move to LA. I really like acting, this thing, but I'm going out there. Like, if you come from a supportive family, we support you. But okay, and then when you're out there, you're trying to show them the results of why you moved out. They're like, no, like, it, it's not just going to happen overnight. Well, I'm seeing Michael B. Jordan. Why are you not next to him? It's like, yeah. it doesn't really happen. Are you right. working at Tyler Perry Studios yet? Right. Like, everybody wants to go work at Tyler Right, about. they think as soon as you move to Tyler. L.A., you're supposed to just be right next to Issa. Or the, That's it. It's, it's so much that goes in between there. So it's like, I, I connect with people on a, trans, on, on a transplant level. Come on now. Also, uh, a creative level. Also, uh, regardless of society's matrix or... Parameters that they tell you got to operate in, you're being, going a radical route. Hmm. I connect with that. So to to be in a space to know that people have also blessed me with opportunities. How can I bless other people with opportunities to the things that they also want to show their family? Like I am working, I am doing things regardless to whatever you say. Oh, it doesn't bother me. It does. Like a look, there's a little voice inside of you. Like, am I moving at the rate that I feel like I'm supposed to? Yeah, I'm doing good, but what? I get it, but it's all those different things. So to see the results, back to what I was saying, how I feel today, I feel great because it's like a result of the hard work that a lot of people don't see behind closed doors. So we're all connecting based off of us taking the radical route. You didn't right. have to start a podcast. Back to those decisions on the table. You chose to because you're like, I'm trying to get inside the mind of people with mental health. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. And that's Part of why we're all here. If I never decided to move out west, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And right. I wouldn't have been sitting here. Exactly. Right. Like, think about it. So, all of us being brave is a result of these type of things. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm just extremely grateful. I got a question for Jordan, but I'm gonna save it to the end. Let's let's stay. Oh, here. you gonna save it to the end? Save it to the end because I because I like where we at, and I'm pretty sure you have a uh, yeah, yeah. So, I a little birdie told me a little birdie oh, that you that you have. A interesting process on how you get into character for your roles. <laughs> Ooh, really? And Let's so I really want to know, like, what was that process for patterns? Because I don't know, was it, was it, did the character have a name or it was just patterns? His, his name was Jay. Yeah. Jay. His name okay. was Jay. J A Y. God, I hate birdies, man. This is why I like living <laughs> in the city. Um, so I believe so. One of my first uh, coaches out here um, is is an active actor, um, and, and I mean he's been in it for two three decades. D- Disney Channel guy, um, love him to death. But he's a huge method actor, and one of the first things he ever told me in class is, if you get in if you get in front of a camera and you act, you're already wrong. You have to be in the scene. And so he said, whatever it takes to get there, go there. So first six months of me out here, like, you know, I was like, I could kind of get with this because when I was auditioning, just to put it in a uh, perspective of patterns, I had a drink. So he was like, okay, we're going to give you some apple saw or apple juice. You know what I'm saying? It's going to look like, and I was like, nah. And I 
poured, I had a little, you know what I'm saying? I'm a tequila drinker, so I'm like, you know, put a little tequila in there, you know what I'm saying? So I, I put tequila inside my actual drink on play day, but I did it for the audition also because I wanted to make sure I knew how to maintain and control it. Mm. So then when I got on, I wouldn't be just slurred and then right. going out there and now I'm like oh. and I'm like, we're gonna get to uh, the order of who went first and <laughs> that process but Full so surprises. I drank you know what I'm saying and I, you know and I did my audition and he was like okay do this again so I did my audition again and then everything from there was like okay I got there before the play I had like one or like a little bit you know what I'm saying I was like okay I'm good and then while I was on set like while I was on set geez while I was on a uh, stage I drank. I, I like actively was. Drinking. You was actually drinking. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. so I, I almost it was had a too half. Good. A, I'm half like, a wait bottle. a minute, that's not yeah. no apple juice. Had a half a bottle. It, so it was apple juice. It just had a, a little, little, little sauce, sauce. A little sauce in it. Yeah, a little sauce in it. Um, but yeah, so I just, I just feel like if I'm gonna be talking about patterns and I can connect the emotional side of patterns and right. what that represented for me with you know women in relationships. Then even though I don't have a pattern of bad drinking, I can add this to this because that's a factor that factors into this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then again, I, I was able to to put that into friends that I knew in the military who drank their patterns. So mm. I was sitting at a table technically with her, but I was thinking of the guys that I know when we went to happy hour after a long week. And I mean, they're. I mean, I drank, but like they were pounding more than like double me. Right. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, I'm just drinking with my friends. You know, I was like, I'm doing this for them right now. That that's that was my mentality of like, oh, I'm doing this for them. Like, I'm drinking, but like, he just told me to take shots and make sure the bottle's empty. So, I mean, I probably had what first night, probably like three or four half glasses, and then second night I got through three. No, excuse me, the other way around because I couldn't, I didn't finish the first night, uh, and then the second night I, I finished it all the way through. But yeah. Wow. So you really like dive I'd in. I'd be in it. I'd you really be in dive it. in. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to ask an actor this question. Do you think that when when you get into character, does it help you get in tune with your emotions or is it, is it an escape mm. from what you're currently dealing with? Ooh. I'm going to say both. Honestly, when I think about that, like it helps you discover what the root is of why this character is acting like this. Mm-hmm. And then you have to become that character. So then like, for instance, um, a lot of the, a lot of the, and I'm thankful for this, please. If any casting directors are hearing this, I'm thankful. I get, I get auditioned or asked to audition a lot for the romance or like the heartbreaker, um, you know, kind of like the suave or the handsome, whatever. Um, and so a lot of times I'm dealing with, relationship trauma i'm dealing with heartbreaks i'm dealing with getting cheated on um i don't like to do of like domestic violence and things like that but i have auditioned for one or two um and so it's like i don't know what they're feeling in that right but i'm trying to get there so then i'll watch films or i'll listen to, to songs and things like that and then i'll try to connect it with hearing like testimonies or i'll go listen to youtube or podcasts and i'm like dang that really hurts like and so i try to connect there and so I'm not escaping from the domestic, but I'm also trying to bring it to light, if that makes sense, in the okay. character. Um, so, like, if we had a love interest in, in in an audition or something like that, like, even though I might not have love interest for you in real life, you know what I'm saying? You're attractive. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, you know what I'm saying? With head. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I have to make it seem so real that even I believe that it's real now. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to, you know, 
break it. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want viewers, but more than anything, I don't want the artists who wrote this to make it make it feel like we're acting. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes you can get lost in the sauce now. You can get lost. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, what movie is that? Lady Gaga and George, uh, um, what was, A Star is Born. You know, she was engaged. She was engaged to um, to her fiance at the time, and she had to go to to marriage counseling. Right. Right after the film was over, because she fell in love with Bradley Cooper. That's who it was. She fell in love with Bradley Cooper. I see that a lot yeah. in movies. Michael like, B. Jordan, right? Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? He he had to go. He went to therapy afterwards because of his his radical. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, Heath Ledger, um, the Joker. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's people that will go go there. all the way. Yeah. And I, and I was even thinking about Heath Ledger with the Joker, like him going like that psychotic and then overdosing. So that's also something that should be like managed. You know what I yeah, mean? As far as sure. like still have a control over your temperament when it right. comes to you doing certain things yeah. like that. Yeah. And you got to do it with balance. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when the budget's there, like they're going to therapy and things like that, like right. being able to turn it on and turn it off. Like even in us, Jordan Peele said that they filmed half the production, you know, in, in costume the whole time. Like when they were the, uh, they were the people from the underworld. Like, they filmed that half, like, weeks at a time. So you think about it, you're coming to work every day, lights off, and you're just in this twisted red stuff, and you're just in a dark headspace for weeks. Mm-hmm. And then turn the lights on, and now you have to be on the other side and be the cheerful family, but still, you know what I'm saying? No, like, crazy. But I love it. I, I just, that's, that to me is, whoo. So you got to be really aware of yourself and yeah. and know that it has to be a balance because you. It sounds like you could get lost in, lost in it. Sauce. Yeah, beans. Why you didn't answer that? You actor too. Why you didn't answer that? No, nah, I mean, nah, he, he, I'm uh, like, nah, nah, I, I was like, no, nah, I mean, I was letting Jordan go first. I mean, my experience when it comes to like acting and jumping into these different roles or even like writing for example because people ask me all the time how can you write about domestic violence or write from a woman's perspective and different things like that but I put myself in the shoes of the person and think like if I was in this situation how how would I go about doing this like and then like the poetic side of me nuances it the way that it does but that's how I take it but a lot of times I'm just like I psychoanalyze people so if, if it's not a person I created in my head, I think about people in my life who may be in that situation. Like, okay, right. I might not have ever been in a domestic violence situation, but I do know people close to me who have. Right. So let me try to create a story around that. And then I just go off of the story and, and dive in. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's usually my, that's usually my approach, but it, they're just, there's just so much that goes into joining, like becoming these characters, even when it comes down to articulation. Like I had to realize because people have been telling me, yo, voice over this, blah, 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 blah. And trying to read certain things, realize from the East Coast or from Jersey, we slur a lot of our words. Mm-hmm. Like we talk like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what yo, I'm about to go, yeah, you feel me? And when it comes to reading certain things, like, oh, shoot, so here I am freaking a pen in my mouth trying to say freaking unique New York a thousand times trying to sharp unique New York unique New York like yo shit hurt but <laughs> I say all that to say there's a lot that goes into different like passion projects and things like that Um, I don't know if I'm like pivoting or going back a little bit I just have a question before I forget it for Jordan though mm. so you spoke uh, you spoke about being the uh, rescue, you know, like the the person, like you wasn't able to do something, or you f- you took full responsibility for mm-hmm. something at a time, and then being in LA, you said you enjoy being like that guy. That's mm-hmm. the guy that I want. Do you feel as though there's something connected? And I don't know if I'm going too deep, but I'm just asking. Like, do come you on, feel as on, though on, there's down. something connected to childhood to where you feel as though you always have to be the superhero? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Do you I, think I like that the, was, I knew it was coming. Because I'm just like, because I'm, connecting those, I'm, I'm like, oh. listening to it. It's always like, like I'm just, I want to be like that guy. I want to be the guy to teach everybody how to swim. The guy in the in the big pit of like actors who audition. Hey, I'm the guy. Or even a situation like you said, like in high school, I was being like this gregarious, well loved person. Great word choice. Yeah, bro. Come on. Two words. Like, why do you feel as though like you always feel like you have to be the superhero? No, that's that's a that's a great question. Um, while I'm still like trying to discover all of it, yeah, or yeah, like discover it. Um, I I feel like a lot of it just comes from I'm an only child, um, mm. you know, and like for me, like I, I, there is nobody else who can mess up and take the fall, or you know, what I'm saying like for me, my I have older parents, um, like really older parents, and so for me, like I want to do everything I can while they're still on this earth, and so anytime I do something wrong. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I taking away like it's amplified? Yeah, it's amplified. Right. Like one of my biggest things. I just turned 30 in January, and you know what I'm saying. Like I'm, I ain't got no ring, which means I'm not having no kids. And so for me, every time I have a failed relationship or something like that, or if I take somebody out and then it just doesn't work out, I freak out. Like, oh my gosh, like all my parents gonna be at my wedding. Mm. Like that's that's where my mm. mind instantly goes. You know what I'm saying? So it's a huge fear of mine. So when I think about like if. If I see somebody struggling to to open the door or get all their groceries, I'm like, oh, my gosh, if somebody doesn't help them, like, they might have this mentality for the rest of the day. Like, nobody nobody cares about me. Right. Mm. So then it just becomes this this connection piece. And, and you know, I want to teach everybody to swim. And I, I hate failing. I hate it. I hate failing. If I really want to do something, like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. got into triathlons because I needed a bigger endurance push. Like, you can't tell me I'm not going to not do it. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I got into open water swimming because nobody else looked like me doing it. Like, you can't tell me I'm not going to be good at this because right. I'm committing to it. So when I think about, um, you know, why is the heroism or the super, like, not super vigilante, but, like, the super addictive, like, I want to help everybody, I just feel like it comes from, if not me, then who? Right, because my mind is so, I'm an only child. So, if not me, then who? So, so how do you deal with it when you're not able to to get it? When you're not able to meet that goal, and when you're not able to save that person, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I think that's I think that's just something that I've, I've still been trying to learn day by day. I think it's right. it's just a, it's a daily step, like just learning how to give myself grace, um, mm-hmm. just just praying over it. You know right. what I'm saying? Because I can't be perfect in everything I touch. Um, even though my expectation is to be as close to perfect, which is a creative you understand as a writer, um, or even for your podcast, like if it doesn't come out perfect, like I kind of don't want to click the send button. I don't right. want to. Oh, I don't want to publish it. <laughs> that yeah. happens all the time. I'm like, I don't like that. Every, every everything, and then mm-hmm. people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, that was great!" But then you know behind the scenes what really went wrong. Right. Right. And for me, I'm like, man, I don't even want to put it because in my mind, like it's like it's like when when we compliment each other, and I I don't know all the terms and all stuff, but like people compliment your clothes and be like, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? This was on sale. Like you already downplay it and diminish it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, damn, like that's how I feel as a creative. So again, it's like, if not me, then who? And so if I fail at something, like I'm like, no, I can't fail. I got to, I got to set myself up to do things that like I can like put my head down and just commit or, or teaching somebody to swim. Like I will, I'll, I'll wake up at 6 a.m. If you really want to get in the water at 7 a.m., like, I'm going to wake up at 5.30. I'm going to go do my own little workout, and then we're going to get in the water. And then I'm going to go take a nap. And then I'm going to go see the next family. And then I'm going to take a nap. Like, I hate saying no. You know, yeah. you know what I also, like, think it is? And um, 
I think it's like me. Good Karma Olympics. And mm. I just came up with that term in my head. Okay. Of course you did. Good okay. Of course you did. No, like that's what I perceive it as because listening to you and just like mirroring each other as like black men when we come up and it's like all these different hurdles that we got to face just on the outside just yeah. as black people. But when I say Good Karma Olympics, it's like I need to open this door for this person because of good karma. And also, like, I want to show them, like, you know, there are good people in this yeah. world. Right. I know it comes back in return and all these different things. But even that can get exhausting. Exhausting. You know, like, all Burn these out. expectations, we get burned out, especially decision fatigue as creatives. We got a million and one thoughts on top of the entrepreneurial or if we have, like, occupation, different things like that. So what I'm saying to you is I'm happy that you said the word grace. Um, recently, I heard that we must fall in love with the journey because the journey mm. is the destination mm. it's like those type of things that we got to find ways of just being proud of our now as opposed to where we're headed where we're not at different things like that and just truly honoring that because once we get to the place of acceptance and all of mm. these aren't my words this is just how i've been internalizing life recently quote it up, quote it up. is just like i said just being proud of the present being right. proud of everything that you've done not yeah. like i could have done better or i only accomplished Seven out of the 12 things that was on my to-do list. So now I'm subconsciously calling myself a failure or I didn't do enough. But it's like you did it exactly as much as you were supposed to. Right. And whatever you didn't get done that you feel as though you need to get done, move it to the next day. Even if it's not the next day. The next day you take yourself on the beach. Be completely radical to this list that you told told yourself you was going to get done that day. And then get it done the next day. But just like honoring the space and giving yourself that grace to be like, you know what? I did the best that I can, and I'll just continue to progress. Show up for in myself. That way. Yes, right. you got to show up for yourself every day. And, and Beans, Beans really lives that because he'll check oh, me sure. and be like, "Nia, didn't you do this? Why are you not talking about this?" I'm like, "Oh dang, I forgot." Like I, I downplay myself a lot in certain things, and Beans has to remind me, like, "No, like you did good. Like this is good. Yeah. This is great." Like when we won that uh, the money from the, uh, the, the podcast. podcast contest, I was like, "It's only this much." He was like. But that's still a thing. Like, why are you downplaying it? So he does a good job of that. But I can relate to you as far as, like, the the hero thing. Like, being a children's therapist, it's like, I want to save everybody. Mm. And I feel that same thing. Like, when I'm not able to get through to that child or that family, like, I feel that, like, sense of failure. Like, dang, like, what's going to happen to them? Because I didn't help them out of their depression. What's going to happen? So... Like you said, you have to give yourself grace, and that's what I had to learn. Because if I if I approach every situation like that, like I get burnt out real real quick, yeah. and I have to be like, you know what, Nia, you're just you know one stop on their long journey. Like they might go back to therapy when they get older and when they're ready, but you can't put that all on you to save them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, showing yourself grace that's a great that's a great thing that you said. Yeah. No, absolutely, because like we. We beat ourselves up All the time I be whooping my ass We were talking about Just let's say like this for example Which we was talking about You wake up in the morning You look in the mirror You look at yourself Instantly you get flashback When you were in more shape Or in shape in high school And then (laughs) You start talking about that Earlier today And then you start thinking about Everything you ate 
Then you start thinking about the things you should do. Then you start thinking about different workouts. And automatically, and you haven't even brushed your teeth yet. Right. No. You just wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and that's how a lot of us are starting our days. Mm-hmm. And that multiplies throughout the days. It multiplies the different things in our actions. Now we're trying to think, think, should I go out? Should I not go out? If I go out, I might eat this. If I go out, think I'm in a grocery store. Oh, I want this organic, but organic is 10 more dollars. And ah, whatever, this is more easy. I know how to cook this. And oh, them Hot Pockets on sale. We go through all these different things. Right. <laughs> Hot Pockets are clutch. No, no, bro, bro, bro. Now you talking about Hot Pockets after what we just talked about. No, but no, I, I say all that to say like different practices mm. that are healthy for us to all execute is like, are like morning affirmations. Like mm. the first thing you're doing in the morning as opposed to just picking up your phone, looking on a grammar, checking emails, connect with God connect with yourself look in the mirror put the right things in your body like certain morning routines or things like that can help the trajectory of your day but ultimately it also starts with the relationship that you have with yourself what kind of conversations are you having when you look yourself in the mirror healthy Mm. habits yeah yeah well on that note man we we had a good talk today. We had a great talk. We we had some some serious in the beginning. You know, we had some funny. We had a we had a good it balance. Ther- it got therapeutic, right? It, it got therapeutic, and I'm just like, wow, like wow. But thank you, Jordan. Yes, thank you, yeah, of course. Thank you, of course, of course, <laughs> man. You showed up and showed out. Why don't you tell the people anything that you have going on anywhere that they can find you on the internet? Man, well, you know, you can Google me. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> his no, I'm name kidding. is going to be right here. This <laughs> right. is where you can find his gram. Yeah, right. so the gram is at Boogie the Beast, B O O G I E D E B E A S T. The website is www.sayitloudmedia.org. Because Say he also has a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, and that's also where you can uh, find the landing site for swim instructor or swim instruction. Um, setting up consultations and let's just talk. Let's just just let's make the next step. That's all I ask. Just, yeah, just I make need the a next consultation. Step. I need. I need yeah, yeah, just make the next step. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think again, I think it's um, it's a beautiful space to come on and and share mental health, especially in the month of May, which is mental health awareness. Yes, you know what I'm saying, and things like that. So, um, I appreciate y'all putting me in the middle. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was sitting on the right, you know. No. I saw saw that water. Um, It's about you today. Yeah. But, you know, I think in order for it to be about me, I appreciate y'all showing up. That's that's what's most important. Thank you. Muy importante. Yes. Thank you. Well, it has been another lovely episode of What's Good With You. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at double underscore what's good with you. And leave a comment on our YouTube page. Leave some reviews. We need some reviews, y'all. We need some reviews. And, um, yeah, that's it. We're done. Thank you. We'll see y'all next time.